0: I give you a good reason to you use it. Use it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Fortress of Tude podcast. My name is Tyler. And I'm Mary. Today, we're joined by a very special guest. Um, gosh, your titles are getting longer. Writer, <laughs> podcaster, YouTuber. <laughs> Ashley Victoria Robinson is here with us. Yes. Hi, Ashley.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And uh, thank you so much for being such a gracious host to me today.
0: Thanks for coming on. (laughs) Yeah. This is like a big deal for us. Yeah, it is. is Oh, Ashley on?
1: (laughs) Oh, go on. (laughs) I think I was like, hey, can I be on? And you said, sure. Sure.
0: Which was so sweet. (laughs) On the inside, I was like dying. I was like, Ashley wants to be
1: on our show. He totally freaked out and he texted me. He's like, she's going to be on the show. (laughs) And then he was like, she's wildly disorganized. What
0: did I agree to? Yeah, it's all right. Everyone's busy. It worked out. But anyways. I'm glad. glad. (laughs) Um, We are here to talk to you because you have a cool, exciting project coming out that you wanted to talk about and get some word out about. So what's going on? What's what's uh, what are you working on?
1: That is so true. Um, It's kind of a long story. So strap in, folks. I'm
0: buckled. (laughs)
1: As people who know me from the internet, or if you don't know me, I'm going to tell you, I am a Canadian. I moved to the States in 2010, and I am in the process of finishing up my uh, citizenship application. That is a uh, very long, very expensive process. Really? I yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so in an effort to, um, not drown and to make my American dream come true, um, I have created a comic book that I am taking to Kickstarter that I'm hoping people will check out and be interested in. And if they donate, their support comes right back to me to allow me to become American. And the project is called Aurora in the Eagle, number one. It's the first issue the first chapter in a graphic novel. And it's sort of, what if the Justice League and the UN operated as the same entity? So every superhero on the team um, represents a different country. I like and- that. Thank you. <laughs> and the Canadian hero dies mysteriously. So they go to Canada... And they find a girl with brown hair, shocker, I know, um, <laughs> whose name is Aurora Borealis, and she has the power of the Northern Lights. Oh, cool. And they invite her to join them for training, and they send the American hero, whose name is the Eagle, uh, to bring her to his home in Washington, D.C. to start her training. So the first chapter kind of tells that origin story. And like me, she basically has to become an immigrant to America to make her dream come true and fulfill her destiny. And it's something that I'd wanted to do for um, a really long time. It's an idea that I've been kicking around for a few years now and uh, sort of where I'm at in my life. It seemed like the perfect opportunity to step forward with this project and bring a bunch of people on board. I have an amazing international team working with me on this. so um, Hopefully... Hmm people will want to check out the story and they'll want to help me open the next chapter in my story. So that's what I'm doing.
0: Awesome. (laughs) So when does the Kickstarter uh, launch?
1: The Kickstarter launches on March 13th because that is a Wednesday and that is a new comic book day. So why not hit up your local store, pick up your poll because for God's sake, pick up your poll at your local comic shop (laughs) and then head over to Kickstarter and check out Aurora and the Eagle. If you go to auroraintheeagle.com, it'll take you right there. Uh, The links will be up on all of my socials. Or if you don't like links, you can just go to Kickstarter and type it in or Google. And I'm sure it will direct you in the right place. I believe in SEO. I think it'll all work out.
0: Awesome. You mentioned a cool team that you have. Um, So who uh, else is involved in this whole thing?
1: So I really, really wanted to have a Canadian artist working with me on this. It just Seemed like a logical step, and I love spots. So I try to be logical, right? <laughs> so my artist, her name is uh, Emmanuel Chateau She is an uh, amazing artist. I found her because the CBC, which is the Canadian Broadcasting Company for all of my international friends, had a list of like the top ten comic book artists to watch, and she was featured on that list. Um, she did a really amazing graphic novel called Queen Street. So she provides all of the art. She did our logo design. Uh, she is so awesome and she truly like elevated all of my ideas in the script. And as a writer, I tend to put too much action in my panels because I think this will be fine. (laughs) And (laughs) she did, there's a couple fight scenes in the first issue and she did a really great job like parsing them and figuring out what was most important, what to highlight. And she brings really a really great sense of whimsy to the story that i didn't know it needed and it's really like it's so it's so beautiful i can't say enough nice things about her um my cover is designed by sav boo people might know her more for her uh username online which is lightning strikes she's an australian artist she's really well known for her fan art particularly her voltron uh fan art i've been a fan of hers for (laughs) a long time and I was like, I'm gonna trick you into working with me someday. <laughs> and you tricked her. And I did. <laughs> she's uh When you go to the Kickstarter project, she's like the cover banner. That's her. She is so cool. Our letterer is Carlos Mangual. He's American. Um, he's the most successful person on the team. You <laughs> might know him from lettering such uh, independent books as Nightwing. Oh.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, action heard of
1: comics, uh, little things like that. Just the little things. Warbur- yeah, just like tiny little things. You know, we we all get opportunities <laughs> like that. Exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and we're I'm so lucky to have him. Carlos is really amazing, really really fast. I love him a lot. And then on the Kickstarter as part of our rewards, uh, saw the cover artist has another design that we're using as a print. And then George Cambiday, who is a Greek artist who drew uh, the Double Life of Miranda Turner and the Vampire Diaries tie-in comics. Okay, he did. Uh, a print as well and they're both so stunning. So, uh sort of intentionally unintentionally, we have a really international flair with the campaign and it turned out to be something I'm really proud of.
0: Which awesome. is cool. Also sounds like some yeah. uh lady power on the team, which is always good as well. Love
1: that. right <laughs> R- R- I mean, people don't for <laughs> like screaming about that on the internet, but it's pretty much become my brand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, those people are the ones that need to hear it the most, even yeah. though they just don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. So what are some of, I guess, kind of like the, uh, you know, with Kickstarter and stuff, they have different kind of tiers and rewards of different things you can do depending on how much you want to, you know, kick into the book. What are some of the stuff you guys have kind of put into incentives and in, I guess incentives. Yeah, incentives to get people to get involved with this?
1: Yeah. So more kickstarters are funded on one dollar donations than anything else so Mm -hmm. if you donate even a dollar to the campaign your name is going to go in the back of the book in the thank you page because i couldn't make this book and i couldn't basically like achieve my dream and like close this really monumental chapter on my life without everyone's help um so i do i do want as many people and i understand finances are weird obviously i'm in a difficult financial place which is why i'm doing this project um so for for a dollar you can come to the project and your name will be in it and like you'll be a part of it forever you'll be on my team forever um at 25 dollars, which i think is the best level it's basically um a digital humble bundle you get aurora and the eagle number one you get the jupiter jet trade you get thief and terrific and witchblade number 175 and apollo number one which are like all of my comics projects and all things that i've worked on with Jason Inman, my partner and my writing partner. Okay. Yeah, so That's <laughs> I a just lot want to to read my comics. <laughs> um, and I think at that level, you also get both prints, stickers, and a postcard. So um, there's what else do I have? Um, a lot of campaigns that I've done in the past. I want as many other people out there creating comics as well. The more people who come to Kickstarter or Indiegogo or print it on their own and do creators, the more people making comics, the more good comics there are in the world. So we have a lot of script and portfolio reviews. Um, I have previously been the head editor at Top Cow at Image Comics. So I have a bunch there. Jason has a bunch there. Um, Heather Antos, who was a Marvel editor. If you like the Star Wars comics, if you like Gwenpool, she edited those. She's over at Valiant right now. Um, She is offering script reviews. On the art side, I have one portfolio review from Liam Sharp, who is uh, a nice English man.
0: Who's drawing Green Lantern right now. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, and drew Wonder Woman Rebirth, like, again, like, really indie kind of talent we're tapping into here. Um, (laughs) We have another great portfolio review from uh, Stephen Byrne, who drew Mara Tidebreaker and the Wonder Twins series that's out right now with Mark Russell. Oh, that's right. Um, He... Yeah, he's also a nice, a nice UK gentleman. So I don't have a lot of those, but I have them from like a really great crop of people. So I'm hoping that people will want to go there and they'll want to tap into that. Um, and also if you want to chat with me, just like I'm chatting with our lovely host right now, there is a, we always have a Skype call option as well. And those are really fun because I basically just make a bunch of new friends. Like I've never had someone buy a Skype call who wasn't completely awesome and I didn't love.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no one's going to go to that trouble if if they're not going to be nice. You wouldn't think like...
1: I don't know. You might be surprised. Some people may. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You might. But like, I always kind of expect them to be awkward or stunted, you know, because you're kind of talking to a stranger, but like everyone has truly been completely amazing. And like, I'll talk to people about anything. Do you want to talk to me about... Uh, Lord of the Rings, or collecting, or some people will will get like comic book, like comic book production advice, or podcast advice, or YouTube advice, or moving out to LA advice, like anything that people want to talk about. I'll give you relationship advice. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Like that's that's like one of my personal favorite rewards, and that's part of the reason why I've brought it back again and again is because I want as many people involved and. This project for me, it's so personal. So I want to be able to interact with people directly. I want to give you as much as possible because you're not only investing in the project, but you're investing in me. And that means so, so much.
0: For sure. And like, what's a dollar, right? You can find that in your couch. Like give give Ashley a dollar.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. And again, if people, again, if you can't, because like, I've truly been there. Um, if people would share the link, which when, when it launches on the 13th, will be like I said, be all over my socials. If people would share the link. That is also so valuable because uh, the more unique shares, like I want your circle of friends to become my circle of friends. We will and definitely do And my circle of friends part. is only so big. <laughs> yes. And I'll send you guys. I know uh, I'm a little behind on what you asked me for, but I'll send you guys a bunch of images and so you can get a, an exclusive sneak peek of what it's awesome, all about. for sure. cool.
0: <laughs> so when you guys did, like, yeah. uh, Jupiter Jet and everything, it, mm-hmm. th- there seemed to be a, a focus of, like, making it a very all-ages kind of a story. Is that kind of what you're going for here, or is this something that's a little bit different? I
1: think the story's going to wind up being a little bit more mature because ultimately it is trying to solve um, a murder, but it's a little more throwback. It's a little more Golden Age style, like when heroes show up for the first time, they get a big splash and they get their logo behind them. You know, like when Superman first breaks onto the page, um, it's very that style. <laughs> and I would say it's probably all ages. Like there's, there's no swears. <laughs> there's no <laughs> extreme violence, <laughs> but I think, I think it's actually a little bit more of a retro feel and comics back in the day used to be all ages. Like anybody could read Batman and mm-hmm. those are my favorite types of comics. So it is not, Intentionally, science was intentionally designed to be uh, middle grade and we are speaking to things like what it is like to fall in love for the first time, what it's like to begin to uh, start your own community and, and form your own identity outside your parents, but Aurora and the Eagle is much more like a fun cartoon that anyone can enjoy.
0: I love that that's mm-hmm. important to you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, what, why do you think, I guess, like, the, the whole idea of like indie comics has changed with people being able to do like these Kickstarters and stuff and like through social media and stuff. Like how has that changed stuff? Like from your perspective that you don't necessarily have to go like beat on some publisher's door. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you can kind of put it into your own hands, I guess, in a sense.
1: It's so, it's so huge because believe me, you are, um, you know, we did Jupiter Jet and science. We're both a publisher. I'm hoping Aurora gets picked up, uh, for larger publication for the graphic novel. Um, but by being able to harness and like interface with your fans and your community directly, like even me being able to talk to you two today, like it's so huge because before I would be at Kinko's spending all of my money to photocopy it, to hand it out at San Diego Comic-Con and like hope for the best. And now I can send copies of this book to like, you know, people in Istanbul and people in Japan and people in New Zealand. And the Internet is many things, but uh, one of the greatest things about the Internet and crowdfunding is it's egalitarian. People either want your thing or they don't. They either support you or they don't. And when they do support you, you really do come together to become a giant family To make something happen. And and Kickstarter really lends itself to that because you can do updates, you can do add-ons, you can do stretch rewards, you can interface directly with people and ask like, hey, what would you like to see? Oh, I, I can take that burden on with my current workload, or I can't, but I can give you this. And it's opened a lot of doors, and it's provided a lot of opportunities. And I think that as an independent person... You know, someone who's like, I've I've not been published by Marvel in DC, they can call me at any time. I would love. I'd love to reboot Alpha Flight Marvel. You just let me know.
0: Um, (laughs) I would read that. I would read the crap out of that. I
1: I want it so bad, and I want a Miss Martian series, and that's all that I'll say about it. (laughs) Miss
0: Martian, yes.
1: (laughs) Yes, she's so great. I have so many thoughts about her. But um, it really provides opportunities to people where you wouldn't have them otherwise. And I think that is so powerful and that's why it's important to me like when people reach out to me and ask me if you are doing a kickstarter reach out to me and ask me to share it i will always share it and most of the time i will donate to it because i know what it's like to be on this side and i think that kickstarter does build up this great community of like give and take and i like said it before when i was talking about the script reviews and the portfolio reviews more comics means more better comics some image series have come out of kickstarter and they go on to be movies like like black um which is which was picked up by black mass studios which uh has been bought for a movie like that was a kickstarter book because the idea that only african people have superpowers is like too weird to just straight up pitch to a company but they proved in droves that people wanted it and now it's going to be a movie like how awesome you know How amazing, you know, talking about the American dream, like how awesome is that? Yeah, Yeah.
0: it's so surreal to to be like, we can already just kind of develop an audience for this. And that way, by the time the big wigs, I guess, quote unquote, get kind of noise of it, it's like, yeah, there's (laughs) there's already a built in audience for this. They're more likely, I guess, to kind of invest some money in it and take it elsewhere.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what that's what's so powerful, right? Like, is you can you can take those metrics, whether you're doing a podcast or a YouTube series or a Kickstarter, and you can say, look, it is viable to these amount of people, you can even do that, like, that's how people get jobs, you know, because of their social media following. And I have feelings about that sometimes. But it's really cool that that opportunity even exists. And that's why I think every I think everyone should take as many opportunities as possible. Like if you want to do, if you want to do a podcast, do a podcast if you want to make a comic make a comic and you will be surprised how many people along the way want to help you and will help you like if you look at some of the people that i have on my kickstarter who have like shared their art talent or who are sharing um their expertise to give notes and do reviews it's because i asked them you know and it's because they're nice, kind people. Because there's only like eight hundred people working regularly in comics, so we have to have each other's backs. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's true. <laughs> and it seems like it's shrinking <laughs> every every I've couple. God, I hope <laughs> so. <it feels>
1: like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> More room for the look, next if, for the next group, huh? Yep.
1: <laughs> if you're nice, uh, and if you tell ultimately, if you tell good stories, you'll stick around, no problem. I mean, look at uh, look at Mark Wade. Oh yeah. Like, yeah, he's gonna gonna work forever. Oh yeah, we should all be so lucky.
0: <laughs> oh yeah I mean, I mean yeah there's some people that like yeah like you said i think work stands the test of time like if you're if you're gonna mm-hmm. constantly put out consistently good product then you're gonna consistently work mm-hmm.
1: well th- yeah and there's a reason why um when i went to phoenix comic-con a couple years ago um as i was having lunch and i saw Mark wolfman and i was like oh my god i'm gonna have a heart attack he's so nice new yeah. team titans and, stuff. and he was so lovely he is he such is. a nice man so nice so um, soft spoken. I know he's it's funny, too, because like, yeah, he's he's a little older, but he is such a gentle person. And yeah, like that's what we should all strive to be like, make good work and be be kind about it. Yeah. Doctor Who says that. Just be kind. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so this project specifically, you're writing this solo then?
1: I am. I know everyone mm-hmm. is used to seeing me and uh, Jason and men writing together. Um, so this is a pretty big stretch. I know it's really scary for people. Uh, But I will assure you that my first two published comics worked, which you can get at the $25 level. There also (laughs) might be an early bird level where if you donate on the first day, you can get them at a lower price. Um, Yeah, so in 2013, I was one of the uh, winners of the Top Cow Talent Hunt, which was very cool. That's how I got my start in comics. Um, I wrote those on my own um and even though jason is not involved in the scripting um because we live in the same house (laughs) he is very um like he's the person who probably other than my artist knows the most about it he's given me notes back he's kind of our de facto editor right now but i am the one um i'm the one one scripting it so it's very exciting um It's very scary to do, but I feel like because it is so personal that it's a story that I wanted to tell um, primarily as the person in charge.
0: That's great. And it's got to be great to have Jason to have, you know, bounce ideas off of and stuff. I'm I'm sure that's comforting.
1: Oh, it's an invaluable resource. Um, And to have somebody who who you know, like, always has your back and always has your best interest in mind, it... It helps a lot, especially when you get like a litany of notes and you're like, cool, cool, cool. Got to start again. Great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not to mention he's like a walking comics encyclopedia. So <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. But usually, um, you know, usually you have to you, you, you'll you, be working with someone who's not always like editors are great. I, I work as an as a freelance editor, um, but to have somebody who also knows like how to couch it for your personality is invaluable. <laughs> so I'm not just making this like alone in the dark being like, I don't know. Is this good? Tell me, help me. <laughs>
0: So we've had quite a few other uh, comic creators on our show, spe- especially like Kickstarter, different people that are launching different things. And this is a question that I ask everybody that's we've done interviews with, um, just to kind of like oh boy, test no your, pressure. yeah, <laughs> test your salesmanship a little bit. In in an age where there's you know a couple hundred comic books that come out every month. Mm -hmm. and there's so much competition of all these different genres and if i'm a person that only has so much money to spend on these different comic books why yours why do you think what why do you think it's worth someone's time someone's money
1: Uh, i think because your funds are going to more than just a book um which is not i don't mean that to sound like i'm throwing shade at anyone else or that you know I, i don't mean to say that anyone else's book is not as worthy but um this is something that is literally going to affect my life. Um, it's going to affect a lot of people around me. And I hope that the weight of that um, transcends the story and helps people understand why it's so important. Also, because in a world where we are opening up more borders, we're becoming more international, we're becoming more diverse. All of those things are very important in our society. All those things are very prominent in Aurora and the Eagle and truly because it's so beautiful. Like you have to see this book. It looks so great. I'm so and if excited. you ever if you ever want a book with jokes about Canadians and Americans, I have got your back.
0: I live for that. <laughs> There's you live a Tim Orton show for that. I promise you. <laughs>
1: That's
0: great. Did
1: I do a good job? Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I, I, I just I always like asking people to kind of like you know come come to bat for your book and see if you you know.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, absolutely. And if no, you know, if no one else is going to come to bat for it, it's got to be me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> Especially in the in a normal you know with a regular just straight to comic shop book, it's like that book sitting on the shelf competing with every other thing on the shelf that particular Wednesday, and you know you mm-hmm. do have the people that come in and they. You really should, anybody, when you go into your comic book shop, look at the shelf and see what comes out. Don't no, just go straight to your pull box because that's how you find other New gems stuff. like this. So it's, it's oh, yeah. hard to distinguish and stand out and you know grab somebody's attention.
1: As someone who worked at a comic book store, that is so true. And you'll always be surprised what you can pick up. Um, I will say if there's any retailers who are checking this out, um, I don't have a retailer pack up on this like we did for some of the graphic novels but if retailers would be interested in something and some copies of this issue uh they can email auroraintheeagle.com or they can comment on the kickstarter the emails also in the kickstarter campaign um i would love to give you some issues so we can talk about it we, we will <laughs> so pass that up. along yeah we'll pass it along <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: we know some people
1: yeah <laughs> please do like i said i worked in comics retail for a really long time and i have a good relationship with a bunch of stores and um I truly want nothing more than for people who work in brick and mortar to know that I have their back as well, because it's tough out there. And comics is a small industry, and we have to have each other's backs.
0: Oh yeah, true. Yeah, it's it's becoming more and more niche. It seems like I don't think it's as which bad. Is, which as, is good and bad. Yeah, it's not as bad as the bleeding cool articles will have you believe that the industry is <laughs> yeah. about to crumble. But I mean, it is yeah. definitely becoming more of a niche market.
1: It's a changing landscape, right? Because Uh, something that is genre and and comic book is so valuable in sort of the larger entertainment picture. Um, You know, but brick and mortar sales are something very different from movie sales. And it's just, I think we're in a point right now where we're, we're seeing a lot of growing pains and it's weird and it's scary, like being a teenager, Mm -hmm. but we're all going to come out the other end. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to look different, but we'll all be okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Don't you think it's kind of weird, though, that, I mean, with, like, the the idea of the comic book movie probably being as big as it's ever been, that that hasn't translated to more comic book sales?
1: I do think it's weird, but I think there it's different, it's different experiences, you know? Um, mm. There's less asked of you to go and sit and watch something. I'm not saying that films and TV cannot be challenging, cannot be thought-provoking or anything like that, but For it's sure. more passive than picking up and reading something, and when you read a comic especially your brain has to fill in everything that happens in between all of the panels that happens in film to a lesser degree so it's only 24 you know frames per minute uh per second yep i know what i'm talking about um <laughs> we got you know, you. But, but like r- thank you thank you reading a comic is like so much more active and um especially with long comics like if you read iron man or or whatever um there's a lot more onus on you to build your own continuity and construct your own headcanon that's true. Um, and that, that can be asking a lot of people so i do think it's weird that's the best think, part of it <laughs> i think so too. i agree um but i think part of it too is um i don't know if i don't know if you can hear it but my cat is making so much noise in the background you're fine i'm sorry <laughs> we don't hear anything um, okay good i don't know what he's doing back there but i can hear him. um but part of it too is um I don't know if comics are always marketing for the movie audience. Like, yes, for example, Captain Marvel is coming out. So Marvel is printing a lot of Captain Marvel comics. But we, you can't go to a comic book store and look at the shelf. And there's nothing on the spine that says, like, the definitive starting point.
0: For sure. Yeah. In fact,
1: there's, there's two Captain Marvel Volume 1s by Kelly Sue DeConnick because it relaunched. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and you kind of... When you're, when you're, when you're marketing to people who aren't used to going into a store and what that experience is like. And, uh, you know, maybe your staff is busy or maybe they're uninterested or whatever, but, um, it's not always the easiest world to break into. And I think we're getting better about it. Um, but like Batman Hush pretty much just needs a sticker that's like, know nothing about Batman. You'll love this. It's yeah, true. true. You know, because <laughs> it's just the greatest hit of, of Batman books
0: or the long Halloween because it's a little bit better. Oh
1: my god, I love the long hallway. Yes, <laughs> my I biggest complaint. It, you know,
0: like yeah, my complaint forever was just I don't, I didn't think comic books are accessible enough. I didn't see a comic book store for the first time until I was like in high school already. It was like th- these exist? Is this like a real thing? Mm-hmm. I thought that was like something they made fun of on The Simpsons. Same. You know what I mean?
1: Same. He took me to my but, first comic book store <laughs> in high school. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> but they kind of are, and like that's also like the bummer thing is that um, uh, you know, the, the comic book guy exists and if you go into a comic book store and um you say oh I just saw Wonder Woman and I loved it but I don't know anything about comics great like who cares where you first got into it do you love Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Awesome here's I don't know Secret Warriors everyone um, has to start know, like, somewhere yeah uh, people should be kind about it but there is a little bit of gatekeeping and that I think that happens I think that happens in sports I think it happens sort of across all genre yeah um But the more we can step away from that and the more we can talk about like celebrating and then elevating the art form, like looking at comic books as art Mm -hmm. and not just like pop art has also some weird connotations to it that it's like low. Like, isn't it all just art, man? Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But, you know, the more open we can be, the bigger the industry is going to get. And honestly, like you know if you want to talk about like the most important or the or the most pervasive comics it's um Raina telgemeier who writes smile and drama and ghosts it's those middle grade scholastic graphic novels like she is the reason there's no new york times best-selling graphic novels because she was on top of it for like 15 years Mm -hmm. um so like comics are more pervasive than we think they are but it's kind of like when people talk about gamers and they don't talk about what you play on your phone like do you play Bejeweled on your phone? Okay, you're a gamer. Do you play um, Animal Crossing? Okay, you're a gamer. But like, that's not who gamer culture is open to, and I think comics are the same way. And we're slowly trending away from that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, if we can make that turn sharp enough, <laughs> we'll save the print <laughs> industry. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really heartbreaking too, because like this cool club that we all get to be in, these kids mm-hmm. that read comic books—that's something we should want everybody to be a part of. It's not like not. Up your own butt so much that it's like, oh, you not you know, you don't really know Spider Man. I know Spider Man. You just saw the movie. You know what I mean? Like, why be like yeah. that? That's terrible. But also like they're all
1: different you, versions. Like movie version, mm-hmm. comic book version. But also like, okay, so your first thing was uh was Spider Man into the Spider Verse? Great. You've already wrapped your head around a much more complicated concept than most comic books <laughs> <Yeah>. are <you> gonna <laughs> throw at That's you. True. Yeah. you know? That's true. That movie
0: shouldn't have worked nearly as much as it does it's
1: so good oh my god i love it so much i didn't know that i needed it as much as i did yeah same it's just so wonderful
0: (laughs) we somehow got way off topic about your book that you're working on (laughs)
1: yes
0: (laughs) so um just one more time let's kind of run through again what's it called when's the kickstarter launching
1: yeah uh, so the book is called Aurora and the Eagle. You can go to Aurora and the on March 13th. That's the second Wednesday in March, the second new comic book day in March. And you can check it out. It posits what if the UN and the Justice League worked as a singular entity and all countries had their own representatives. And it follows the recruiting of a young Canadian superhero named Aurora Borealis, which uh, probably tells you about her powers, (laughs) as she is recruited by the American vigilante, the eagle to move to the United States and begin her training to become the world's greatest superhero rather than just Canada's premier superhero. And In a very abstract way, it parallels my own journey immigrating to the United States, and the funds come back to basically fulfilling the rewards and helping me fund the final step in my immigration process to become a dual Canadian and American citizen. It's all I want, guys (laughs) and girls and people of fluid genders. Which is great.
0: (laughs) This is a cool project. I think everybody should want to help us out. And Like I said, even just at the dollar amount, anything you can – Let's let's help mm-hmm. Ashley get this thing funded. Let's make sure it all gets done because I'm excited to get my hands on it. And um, thank you.
1: And my my goal, I will say, my goal is five thousand dollars. I think it's very modest. So I'm hoping that uh, you know that when people see that, I hope that it looks like uh, it looks like something that's really achievable if we're all in it together.
0: That seems very doable, yeah. and I hope to be one of the first people yeah. to donate. <laughs>
1: Me so. too. <laughs> I really do. Which was
0: March thirteenth, is that what yes, you said? Yes.
1: That's right. Oh, also, okay. it's my birthday in March. So if you oh. want to give me a birthday present, please come and buy my book.
0: <laughs> What's a better gift than citizenship, right? <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> Help me save country.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Is there anything else you want to say before we uh kind of let you go?
1: I just want to say again, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for being very patient and for following up
0: with me. <laughs> oh, it was and, a pleasure.
1: Uh, if people like to hear me blathering on, uh, check out the geek history lesson podcast at geekhistorylesson.com. Uh, we're closing in on 250 episodes and our 250th is going to be really special. Awesome. So please come and check that out.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, and especially if I can be even kind of sincere for a second, um, Geek history lesson, like discovering that, and that it was a way for you and Jason to kind of geek out together and stuff. That was a really big inspiration for Ours. what Mary and I do here. Yeah. Oh,
1: so it was kind of. So nice.
0: It, it was kind of like, oh, that's kind of their thing, yeah. you know, and it, that that was a big thing for me.
1: See, that means the world to me because I like I just want other people to make other great stuff. <laughs> We're trying, <laughs> and I I hope that when people see your show or see my show or see my comic or like you know whatever i hope that it does seem like you can do it yourself because the world is more open now than it ever was before and we're we're so i know sometimes things are tough but we're so lucky like they say in hamilton to be alive right
0: now Mm -hmm. it's just been so surreal too to get to talk to you because it's like one of those things where it's like you have this relationship with this person because you see them on YouTube so much and listen to the podcast. So you, I, I feel like I know you, but I don't. And so like, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's like, Oh, I actually like, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's surreal for me. It's like really kind of cool.
1: Oh, cool. Well, uh, I'll I'll also tell you this. In May and June, um, Jason's got to be making us rounds on the show. So please, I'll tell him to. I'll pass you guys along to
0: him. Oh, that would be wonderful because we love Jason.
1: You can enjoy the same background when you talk to him. (laughs) That's
0: right. (laughs) It was all like one thing from another. I saw Jason first through like DC All Access and then Mm -hmm. was like, ended up finding Geek History Lesson and then all of your YouTube stuff. So it was like, it was all kind of like a little ladder that... Led, yeah. led me to all of your guys's things so
1: yeah we're dilettantes we do so many things <laughs>
0: that's good though because you guys are in so many areas keep
1: busy yeah hopefully everyone will just go where we point them
0: <laughs> and all and obviously ashley is a must follow on twitter she's ashley victoria robin ashley v robinson sorry Yeah, the V is
1: uh, so important because Ashley Robinson is a WNBA player. I don't want to fight for SEO. So please put the V in there.
0: (laughs) You don't want to be fighting some athlete.
1: (laughs) She's really tall and probably strong. (laughs) And I am not strong. (laughs) (laughs) Don't make me fight her. (laughs) All
0: right, guys. Well, time flies almost as fast as Superman. This podcast is almost over. Make sure you guys follow us on social media everywhere as well. We're Fortress of Comic 2 podcast, pretty much everywhere. Instagram, Twitter, the Facebooks, all that stuff. Ashley, again, thank you so much for coming and doing this. This has been so much fun. I've been looking forward to it for so long. We're really good friends with Philip Seavey, and He tells us the best things about yes. you all the time, how nice you are. Uh, if,
1: if Phil never told you about the first time we met at Comic-Con, have him tell you that story.
0: I don't think he has. <laughs> I will ask. We, we see him fairly regularly because he's local here. So yeah. we see him quite a bit.
1: Well, there you go. Now you have something to bother him about. Yes. I love Phil.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's he's great, and that his image book right now, the freeze is so good. It is which so we've, good. <laughs> we've pumped that book enough times, so I'm he sure, but it's never enough.
1: <laughs> so talented. I'm gonna trick him into working with me someday too. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, you that'd be awesome. It. You can do it. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. He's on. We actually, it's funny. uh j- Just add one thing. Phil and I kind of came up in the same uh class during um the Top Cow Talent Hunt. Like we were picked in the same year, so
0: oh that's really cool awesome.
1: yeah we're like we're like OG, OG, oh
0: awesome we'll have links in the description for everything of all of ashley's stuff that help you get to the kickstarter and get the information about that out as quickly as we can and what we're, we're gonna really try to make sure that we do our part to help you get this thing yeah so um until next time my name is ty and i'm mary and thank you guys so much for listening and we will see you guys next week